This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Hello there. I hope that you are doing fantastic. It is Dr. Siobhan here and I am so excited to dive into today's topic. So I called this the growth effect and it was actually sort of born out of the idea of the butterfly effect. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I had to Google it to make sure I got it correct so that I shared it with you um, in full accuracy. But the butterfly effect is this idea that a small change can make bigger changes happen, right? So one small incident can have like a tremendous impact on the future. And as I think about what is happening in the landscape of America right now, June of 2020, we are on the heels of a awakening, I believe, but it has been triggered, at least in this moment in time, by the death of a gentleman by the name of Mr. George Floyd, who was killed at the hand of a police officer. I mentioned that in the last episode. And so while his death and the things surrounding it are in no way a small thing, they're in no way a small incident, um, in relationship though to what has happened as a result, right? It's sort of like it was the spark to so much massive change and race conversations at a level that, again, I just have not witnessed in my own lifetime. And so I love this idea that one thing can spark so many bigger, better, more impactful things down the line. And so as I thought about this episode entitling it The Growth Effect, I wanted to sort of laser in on the concept of growth, your growth specifically, and how your growth growth can have massive implications and have a massive impact in your marriage. And so if I were to define what I mean by this growth effect, it would be really looking at new outcomes that you can create as a result of your own personal growth. Now, the truth of the matter is this can apply to any area of your life. We are here, of course, to talk specifically about marriage and how your growth can create new outcomes, new realities 
reality, new result in your marriage. And when we think about what those results are, what those outcomes are that most people want in a marriage, we're really talking about better communication. We're talking about a greater understanding of each other, more closeness and connection. We're talking about being able to really enjoy the time you have together. Um, Things like meaningful conversation and having greater emotional intimacy. We're talking about creating the experience of love and feeling cherished and feeling adored. And so when you think about those as the outcomes that most of us are after, I want you to frame it within the context of you growing as a person. Because here's the reality that nothing new can happen without growth. It's just a requirement to create something new or different than what you have right now. So essentially, in order for you in your marriage, right, to go from where you are now to where you want to be, some growth has to take place. And your growth specifically matters to your marriage. It really does. And here's the thing, though. Most times we spend way too much time thinking about what needs to change with our husband, right? We are very focused on if he would just make this adjustment, if he would grow in this area, then I would feel this different way, right? We're very aware of his impact on us and how if he were to make some shifts, we would feel so much better. Things would be so much smoother. We would then be able to show up in a different way looking for him to initiate that change. That is sort of the default that most of us come to the table with. Some other people though are able to sort of think about what needs to change within both parties, right? So there's an awareness that what's happening in the marriage is really a result of the dynamics between the two of you, right? So people in this awareness level use a lot of we language. They'll say things like we don't communicate or we argue on the time or we can't find a way to work out our differences or we can't get on the same page. We can't figure out how to work together. There's an acknowledgement of the role that you play in relationship to the role your husband is playing. Less often, and in my opinion, the most important place to land is thinking about what needs to change only within you. And what happens and why this is not the path charted the most is that we don't often have the full awareness of our impact on our husband and we we don't fully see how we are causing a lot of the dynamic that are problematic for us, right? So being able to look and ask this question of like, what is it that I and only I need to do in order to create a better experience? That is such a val- valuable question to be asked. And so I want to just offer and some, frame some sort of sentence stems for you to just jot down and allow in your own sort of quiet reflection time, allow the answers to emerge for you because these are really important things for you to be thinking about within this concept of the growth effect. So the first one is if I 
we're better able to, and then you just fill in the blank, then, then what? Like if you were just better able to not criticize and keep some thoughts to yourself, then what would be the impact in your marriage? That's the first question. The second one is if I stopped doing this, right? Now fill in the blank, then what? Something I'll offer is like if I stopped having all of these expectations for how my husband is supposed to be, then I could just accept him as he is and stop criticizing and stop judging and stop spending so much time being frustrated, okay? So the sentence stem again is if I stopped doing this, then what would be possible if you stopped it? The last one I'll offer is if I didn't think this, then, right? So here you want to look at what are the things you're thinking that are creating a problematic experience for you in your marriage? Is it that you're thinking you and your husband should always agree on things? Is it that you're thinking your husband should be just as excited about things as you are? Is it that you're thinking your husband should just know some things to do without you having to tell him? You want to investigate your thoughts and just consider if I didn't think this, like what else would be possible for how I view and how I experience this marriage? So these set of sentence stems really sort of were inspired by a book I read a long time ago, which actually is not even about marriage at all, but it's just a good life book. Um, and it's called The One Thing. And in this book called The One Thing, there is a core question that is asked. And the question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I'll read it again. The question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So this is really where this growth effect comes in because if you're just focused on your growth and what you need to do, when you do that, when you grow in those ways, then everything else just becomes easier or unnecessary, right? When you renegotiate your expectations about what your husband should be doing, then it's not necessary that he actually start doing all those other things that you've been thinking he should be doing. Like you just eliminate that as something that needs to happen. And the other reason why this concept of the growth effect is so important is because when you change and grow, you are giving your husband something different to respond to. You literally change the emotional temperature of your marriage. So your growth is then affecting something else, in this case, your marriage, in a positive way. And I actually want to break down exactly how this happens. So when you grow, the positive impact of that as it relates to your marriage is you feel better about yourself. Because in a growth process, what happens is you release a lot of baggage, you release a lot of resentment, you release a lot of pent up anger, and you learn how to process issues in a way that is productive. And then the things that you have been carrying with you, the, the heaviness and the weight of the disappointments and the arguments and the unmet expectations and the unfulfilled needs, all of that stuff is sort of like minimized. It's shrunk because you have grown outside of it. 
And so you feel lighter, you feel clearer in your thinking and your emotions, and you're more at ease. I like to think of growth as sort of like an enema or a detox. Like you're getting rid of all of the toxins, all of the things that have been holding you back, all of the things that have been keeping you stuck, and you replace it with things that nourish you, things that revitalize you, things that refresh you, and you feel better. You feel better about who you are and the experience you're having in your life and marriage. And so only positive things can come from that. The second way that your growth creates something that's positive is you actually become a different person with a different mind. Growth is all about changing your mindset. Our our brains are so open to evolving and thinking differently. And so when you grow, you're training your brain to be a different brain and you're training your brain to do things differently. And what happens when you're able to accomplish that is you don't react the same way to the same old circumstances. So your husband can still be doing the things that he's always been doing, but the impact on you is minimal. So I want you to just imagine some of the things you get very upset about right now. I want you to imagine getting to the place where they actually just don't bother you. It's not like an uphill battle that you have to like force yourself to not get upset, but it's just really like it is your state of being that it doesn't bother you. It's no big deal at all. It's almost like those things just are not on your radar anymore. You don't waste your time concerning yourself with it. You don't think about it. You don't harp on it. You don't ruminate on it. And when those things are eliminated, when you have a new mindset and you're operating as a different person, imagine what else you open yourself up to. Imagine what is now possible for you when you have a new mind, a new way of thinking, a new set of beliefs as it relates to yourself and your marriage. And then the third way that your growth creates something positive is you actually become an example of what is possible in terms of how people relate to each other. You become the role model for handling issues at a high, high level. One of the things I notice so often when I'm working with people on their marriage is just the level of sort of emotional maturity or emotional immaturity that is running the show. We're acting out of very primitive and childish, for lack of a better words. We are all, as human beings, sort of like seven-year-olds walking around in adult bodies. But when you're acting out of emotional immaturity, right, you're, you're getting so upset about things and you're so frustrated all the time and you become petty. But when you are open to growth and you're embracing your own growth process, you operate at a higher emotional maturity level. You know the things that are worth spending your time upset about and you know the things that are just not worth your time. And when you raise your own level of emotional maturity and you become a role model for how you handle things and you become your best, you bring out the best in your husband because everything that you are putting out will return 
back to you. So the more understanding you are, the more compassionate you are, the more considerate, the more forgiving, the more grace and kindness that you demonstrate, those things will come back to you. I want you to just think about even in your own life, the people who have like the best positive, loving energy, like you can't be around those people and not have some of that rub off on you too. So when you're there for the growth and you are leaning into how can you be your best and operate at your highest level, he's going to get some of that on him and it's going to come back to you. Okay. So I'm sure by now you see the value of growing. I want to share with you now how to actually identify your growth because this is not a conversation that we just sit around the dinner table talking about like, what is my growth today? Hmm. I wonder, how did I grow? (laughs) That is actually a fantastic question to ask yourself. So I do encourage you to start. But for now, I wanted to share four very concrete things to start thinking about in order to identify your growth. The first is just understanding for yourself, what are the patterns in the way that you relate to people? Are you always the person who is sort of in the lead and taking charge? Are you always the person who other people turn to? Or are you the person that's sort of like always waiting for someone else to give you direction, always waiting for someone else to tell you what's expected, what you need to do? Are you the difficult person who wants things their way all the time? Are you highly critical of other people? Do you have a lot of people in your life who just constantly seem to be disappointed because they're not showing up the way you want them to show up? So it's important to just take stock of not only how you are in the relationship in your marriage, but how you are in your relationship to other people in general. And just notice that. The second way to identify your growth is to look at the things you see in other people that trigger you. I know for myself, I get really annoyed whenever I notice how someone is judging another person. And the reason that that is so triggering to me is because it is a part of me, right? Because by default, if I'm upset that someone is judging someone else, then by default, I'm actually judging that person too. So notice the things that you always get upset about. What are your pet peeves that you notice in other people? Because in many ways, that may be just an uninvestigated part of you. You may actually be projecting something you don't like about yourself onto others other people, which is why it's so aggravating and you have such an intense response to it. Okay. The third way you can identify your growth is really just asking yourself this question. What are the things I'm resistant to changing about myself? This is hard, right? We resist change. Our brain likes to just stay the same. It's easier that way. And so I want you to just investigate where do you put yourself in a box? Where do you just sort of typecast yourself as being a certain type of person, right? So anytime you start a sentence with, I'm not the kind of person to fill in the blank, right? I've never been someone who's been comfortable doing fill in the blank. Whenever you have that sentence about yourself, that is a signal for your growth. What are the things that feel uncomfortable for you when you think about doing it a different way than the way you've always done it? That is your growth. And then the fourth way is to just really think about what are the things you are afraid of? What are the areas within yourself that 
you think about, right? Like you're aware of, but you keep sweeping it under the rug. Like you don't want to go there. You know, it's like a sensitive issue and you know, there's so much underneath it and you just don't have the energy or the time or the interest to really address it. These are sort of the things that you can admit about yourself, but you're not doing anything to actively change it. So for example, it's sort of like if you're the type of person to say like, you know, I'm so easily frustrated. Oh, I know. And then you're not doing anything about it. Or you're the type of person to say like, I know I can be a little bit difficult and I know I can be a little bit needy, but, and you're not doing anything about it. Or it could also show up when you want to sort of like qualify what you're doing. Like, I'm not trying to blame you for this, but well, yeah, you are blamed, right? So just be onto yourself and just think about what are those things you're afraid of? What are those things that you know about yourself that you want to change or that you need to change and you're just not actively changing it? So all of that to say like your growth never has to be a mystery to you. And if it's something that you really, really, truly feel like you have a blind spot to, then absolutely reach out. I would love to just have a conversation with you about that and share, you know, what I might see, right? Sometimes it does take an outside perspective to be able to identify what those blind spots are. That is part of the process that I use when I do my complimentary consultations is to just hear everything that you think is happening and everything you want to be happening and then I show you what your growth and then we lean into it and we get to it so I just want to offer on this topic right like whenever you look at what you want to create in your marriage that before any of that can be your reality you have to look at what is your growth and what you embracing growth and being intentional about your own evolution what that will offer what you want right? Because again, this concept of the growth effect is really about being able to have new outcomes as a result of you growing. And it's so important. And so, you know, whatever you are trying to create, whatever it is you want to be happening in your marriage and in your life, the first place you want to lean into, the first area that you want to embrace is your own growth. Because when you are just focused on growth, when you're focused on being better and understanding things better and doing things better and showing up better, then the outcomes that you want are literally an automatic byproduct. I want you to think about that. What is your growth and how can you being intentional about your own growth serve your marriage in the best way possible all right thank you so much for tuning in today i hope this was valuable i hope you got some new ideas for your growth and that you'll take it from there all right i'll be back with you next week bye for now Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.